0: So in this uh, interview with you this afternoon, I would like to put to um, a number of questions uh, about your work mm-hmm. here in the hospice, yep. and particularly your uh, relationship to those in the latter period of their life, mm-hmm. and also your religious or spiritual awarenesses, and how they relate to the work that you've yep. been doing. Right. So these are the, 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 two, the two themes. So if you could just say briefly, a little bit about people who come here to St Luke's Hospital.
1: Right, St Luke's Hospice. Hospice,
0: I'm sorry, yes. Hospice.
1: Right. Um, we look after people who are terminally ill with malignant disease, basically. Mm. There's our 99% of the people we look after. Yes. They come of all ages, um, anything really from 12 years of age right up to almost 100. Mm. Um, we quite often have people in their 20s and 30s, but the bulk of our people are older, usually 50, 60, 70, something like that. They come here for a number of reasons. They come here primarily for pain and symptom control. So if somebody's got incurable cancer and they're in terrible pain, we would give them a high priority. They come also uh, if they are terribly distressed emotionally, somebody who can't come Mm. to terms with their illness or very, very frightened, Mm. and people with all sorts of other horrible symptoms. And a lot of people come and are treated and go home again, whereas other people will come quite near the end of their life and they might be here for a couple of weeks and they might die. So, we have no time limit on the amount of time people spend here. It varies enormously, but we give tremendous priority to the young. Um, For example, we've just had a 26-year-old girl who has been with us for Oh, probably about two months. Yes. And so as I say, we would keep the younger longer. Right.
0: Okay. Now, good, lovely. Now, in the, with the regard to the people that come, how are they here about the hospice? What, what's the, the source, the vehicle? To
1: yes. Mostly they are referred by their general practitioners. Mm. Um, sometimes they self-refer, in which case we would reroute them and say you have to ask your doctor to refer you because yes. this is a medical institution and it has to be a medical referral. But we are quite shameless about rerouting If the milkman or somebody right. um, refers them, we would no, we would search it out.
0: Right. And um, with the the people that come here, I take, I assume therefore their beliefs, or that, or absence of them, um, and no reference at all for their for their presence. Here.
1: Absolutely none whatsoever. The the criterion of admission is purely their physical and emotional need and our ability to meet that need.
0: Right. And what about with regard to uh, the staff, both doctors, nurses, director?
1: Um, The staff are people who are competent in a clinical way, so they have to be people who know what they're doing Mm. medically and nursing wise. They have to be people who I would say have the right sort of personality, by which I mean they're usually fairly down-to-earth sort of people. I think we, we would have no time for somebody who was a proselytizing Christian trying no. to shove religion down people's throats. They have to be very pragmatic, yes. but also very loving, humor-filled people, because no. I think this is a place of very basic caring. Yes. Um, you have to be able to get your hands dirty and you have to have a sense of humor i right. think in order to survive right. here
0: i mean my immediate response honestly walking <coughs> in into mm. the hospice was that the atmosphere was very uh, bright and lively mm. there was the immediate impression of just sitting yes. down yes sure um, yeah uh, the, um with the the star I and and your own work i've just been um looking at your book uh-huh. right, which i have a, yes. have a copy of and I was um, interested to see that um, you were, as you mentioned, you were, you were invited to give a talk or a lecture you referred to mm-hmm. on, I think the title was The Spirituality of the Helper. Of Caring. Of oh, Caring. Yes, yes that's yes, right, right, yes. And what, what does <coughs> the concept spirituality mean to you, what, 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 what comes to mind? I think
1: it's a very woolly term, but I think it mm. is to do with one's relationship with the unseen God with the unseen yes. force behind the universe and how yes. one relates to that force mm. to I call it God right. and how one translates that relationship into relating to people.
0: Right. So now in this in the situation as you said that that it's not a place at all for proselytizing yes. in, in in any way. Would the significance of the unseen God um, be essential for, in terms of the relationship to, to those who are dying?
1: I think the answer to that is no, but it, the sort of people who work here are nearly always people with some kind of faith because I suspect the people who have some kind of a faith in an yes. afterlife actually find it easier to cope day by day with people who are dying. Mm. Having said that, we have one young, fairly new member of staff yes. who does not believe in God, but I think he's kind of sort of twitching on the outside, Yes. but who is absolutely lovely because right. she believes in people. Yes. Um, so we would not select people for their religious belief, no. but we would be wary of the the charismatic, the over-religious. We like yes. somebody with a deep faith, but... Um, we would be very wary of somebody mm. who's setting out to convert the world to Jesus. Yes, yes, all right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so in the, in the sense of God or the unknown, because I think it's a very mm. important factor, yeah. um, what, if I take um, a very non-religious perspective here as yes. like much as possible, Yes. what does the sense of God or unknown provide for you? Or a belief in an afterlife in your relationship to those
1: who are dying? Yeah. My belief in an unknown transcendent God is absolutely fundamental to the person that I am and to how I live Mm. my life. And it provides, I think, my joy, my everything, in that. My relationship with God is by far the most important thing in my life, Mm. and I would say that it underpins the work I do. In terms of what it does in my relationship to people, I suspect that my belief in God and afterlife makes me very calm, internally calm Mm. in the face of death. I suppose it's always easy to be calm in the face of other people's death rather yes. than one's yes. own. And I yes. you know, I think it's very important to make that distinction, but mm. I I believe at a deep, deep gut level that death is not the end, that it is the beginning. Mm. And therefore I do not mourn for the people I care for. No. I mean I am sad when they are distressed, I am sorry for them, mm. but I don't think that I have an accumulating load of sadness right. when people die. I, I, I believe that when people die that they are yes. go on to something new and immeasurably wonderful.
0: Right, so this um, should say uh, awareness or acknowledgement of something mm-hmm. after life mm-hmm. serves as a support for you in your relationship to those who It are that.
1: serves as support but it also governs, I think, my attitude to the people I care for. Now, in a sense, the worst thing that dying people can encounter in their care is somebody who is embarrassed to talk to them, unable to talk about death, Mm -hmm. and screwed up so that they distance themselves. Mm -hmm. And what we provide, which is different from what most doctors and nurses provide, is being very At ease with the dying. We are very comfortable Mm -hmm. with the dying. And I think that one of the reasons that I'm so comfortable with people, and I'm not frightened of them, I can get close to them, I can answer any question they ask me, nothing embarrasses Mm. me at all, um, is because of that faith. Right. Do you see? Right.
0: Yep. So, uh, with with another factor with, with the faith is that. In a note, shall we say, a straightforward medical approach, mm-hmm. the primary consideration in it perhaps is the preservation of life. Yes, N-
1: It's not my primary no, consideration. No, no, no. In
0: a, in a very stri- yes strictly straightforward medical approach.
1: That's right. right? Yes. Uh, yes. The primary consideration mm. is the preservation of life. Yes.
0: And you might say, yours is that consideration, but also to facilitate transition or something?
1: It's much more to do with the fullness of living. Mm. I mean, I i suppose my aim in helping people is to help them to live their lives most fully, day by day. Mm. Um, and so I'm concerned more about fullness of living than about length of the days. And so my conversations with people would not necessarily be overtly spiritual. No. I'm very comfortable with overt spiritual conversation if that's what people want. Yes. But I would be very wary. I would explore what people's language is like before I would start any God talk.
0: Right, right. So, th- so th- there's let's say a situation where there's a transition of from uh, dying to death, yep. which all of us at some point mm-hmm. certainly have to face and work with. And in this transition, what you and I cannot say. From experiential standpoint, mm-hmm. I know what afterlife is. Nope. Yep. So this is the element of faith, there, isn't it? Yes. So. Sure. Mm-hmm. What's the origin of the faith? What's the background to your to your faith?
1: I think my faith is in some way that I do not understand experiential. Mm. Um, I believe that I have some kind of experience of God, although it would be very difficult to actually pinpoint what it is, Mm. but it is nothing to do with book learning, No, it is totally to do with my inner experience of God.
0: So it's the inner experience of God which gives assurance to To faith and to afterlife, to something infinitely greater.
1: I suppose it's what gives me my assurance. Yes. Put it that way. I mean, it's a gamble at an intellectual level. I don't
0: know, no. but I believe. Right. Um, that's the, that's the, the faith.
1: Yes. Yes. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Now, in relation, relationship to the dying, because when I was looking at your book, for example, yeah. uh, what s- struck me, amongst the many beautiful things that you said, was the frequency of quotes from the Bible. Yes. Right? So if one takes the Bible as some um, indicator mm-hmm. in, in some, some way or other. You said earlier, if I paraphrase a little bit here, that in people in dying and coming to death uh, can move on to something much greater.
1: Yes, right? that is what I believe. That's what yes, believe. Yes,
0: yes, absolutely. If one was to take the, the Bible, either little, literally or by uh, intimation at least the moving on to something much greater tends to imply that the person believes in something much greater or believes in god or believes in jesus in order for that to be possible i wonder what you're...
1: no i don't believe in that i no. i think that that god is whether we believe in him or not right. him Her, It, them yes um and i don't believe at all that Our ultimate union with God is dependent upon our faith, maybe that's heresy. I mean I think if if, if God is, I mean if there is a God, if there is an afterlife, I just don't believe that either Christians or Buddhists have a monopoly on it. No. I don't know that I believe in hell, I don't think I believe in hell at all. No. Um,
0: (coughs) from, From a traditional religious life, classical, this would have to be heresy. That um, 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 do does sure. it does it from Orthodox Church position has to, has to
1: be. I'm um, in my father's house. There are many mansions. Um, what about St Peter's vision of the of the net with all the different people? Was that the Gentiles and all the others? Can come from the right, so background before you became. Um,
0: Right, so yeah, I, I do. Catholic, you're a very Catholic upbringing.
1: Well, here we are. I mean, I'm not an old fashioned Catholic, I'm a very no. liberal Catholic, no. and certainly the conversation that I have with my monastic boyfriends does yes. not make yeah. me think that I'm totally outside no. the pale. Um, right. Not that I'm, I don't strictly adhere to the universe line. No.
0: But, um. no, all right. Okay. So, what's it's uh, very difficult because of the generalization. What's your sense of um, the responses? Uh, let people um, um, experience or go through in the last stages of their life?
1: Responses to what?
0: To dying. I mean, one, for example, there's the classic Kubler-Ross oh, interpretation. Yes, yes. Two, three, four.
1: <clears throat> yes, I think I, I, I lecture a lot on emo- what I call emotional distress in, in, in yes. terminal illness. And I would say the vast majority of people are scared. They, are, they experience fear. They experience fear of the unknown, yes. fear of pain, fear of disintegration, all yes. of those things. And I think that's very natural. Mm. And I think we have to elicit what people are afraid of and try to help them with that. But in a sense, you can only be present to mm. them in their um, existential fear of the unknown. You cannot take that away. You can take away a lot of fear, but not all of it. No. And you just have to share it. Be present to
0: people. Right, right. So at some point, mm. the person in a way has to cope with the, with the unknown. Yes. Though you, as uh, the helper, can go so far with them You can go going. so far, but no further,
1: right. yes. But right. what you can do is be alongside them when they're frightened. Yes. If I can give you an analogy. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have to go to the Chilean Embassy, not this Friday, the Friday after, to give mm-hmm. witness to somebody who was murdered in my presence. Now, I have a deep existential fear of going near the Chileans because I was imprisoned and done over by them. Now, this chap, and and I've asked somebody from the Foreign Office to come with me. Mm -hmm. Now, I know in a sense that he's not really going to protect me, but he is the person that I have chosen to accompany me in what is probably a very foolish fear. But I'm afraid nonetheless, and I'm a sufficiently liberated person to be able to say to a perfect stranger, I'm sorry, I'm scared, will you come with me? Yes, right. And so I think that we accompany people with their fears, and I think it helps to have somebody there. Right. Right. Although ultimately one is alone.
0: Right. Right. And I mean, uh, in a small way, last week I went to Blackpool because I had a phone call that my uncle, who's great Mm -hmm. uncle, very um, was dying. Yes. And was with him um, in the last day, in the last moments. Yes. There. Yeah. And. It was though it had a heart attack. He was conscious. Mm-hmm. it was quite clear to me how much he appreciated my presence, even yes. though I was saying anything or doing anything, sure. yes. but just being there and being ex- mm. being access- accessible at that time. Yes, there. yes. And how all that is part of being, being working and being with the dying.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, being present. It is. People could talk about a ministry of presence. Yes, and it is very much that.
0: Yes. Right. Coming back to oneself, and God, and uh, and the dying, do you think belief in God, and the sense and experience of God, and afterlife, something greater after, Mm -hmm. have to go together?
1: Sorry, you're saying that do I think that a belief in God and a belief in the afterlife have to go together? Yes. I don't know. I don't I mean, know that I've tried to unscramble it, that.
0: Isn't this world, this, this world, this universe, whatever, yes. is so vast and awesome when we get, out of, mm. get our self interest out of the way Yes. that the sense of God is so staggeringly present in a certain way, that do we actually need the idea of something bigger and better afterwards?
1: I think that it may and um, the life the idea of a life after death makes sense to me because there are an awful lot of people who somehow are not able to touch that which I touch and that which yes. you touch. For example, there was a little she actually I call her a girl, she was twenty six who yes. died yesterday she had a hard life i see a lot of people with a hard life and a hard death and they are very cheated people in some ways and it would be naive to pretend that everybody has a deep sense of peace and joy when they die because it's not true true. it's absolutely rubbish jordan
0: seemed to accommodate it more (coughs) easily yes sure i mean
1: adele came to accept but i've just come from a meeting where we were talking about those who died in the previous week i
0: see
1: and um And the girls were saying that she felt cheated, that she felt that she wanted to go on and to get married, to bear Mm. children, etc. And so I I suppose... What's
0: the cause of death? Oh, she had cancer. Cancer.
1: Yeah. Um, I suppose, in a sense, it comforts me if I think that there is something beyond. Mm. I don't know if there is Mm. or not. I think I find it intellectually um, kind of consequent. If there is... A God beyond all, knowing beyond all things, yes. then that God is a God of eternity and therefore, and if that God is a just God and a loving God, I suppose I believe, I, I think I find it more difficult to believe that some people were shortchanged forever. Yes, I think some people are shortchanged in this life mm. and I like to think that they will enjoy a fullness of living later but that's kind of an intellectual thing.
0: Right. Right. So
1: I think I think in a, the answer to your question is that I don't necessarily think that a life after death is is essential, it has to go with belief, in God. with belief in God, but I find it satisfying to think it does. Right. I, I find it a, a very useful hypothesis. Yes. It's <laughs> one that works well for yeah. me. All right. All
0: right. Yeah. The, 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 the other aspect, which also one of the... Quotation from the book, which came to mind, mm-hmm. and which um, those who believe in a loving God refer to, in, as, as you did, that somehow, and you, as you pointed out, paradoxically, your contact with people who seem to be very shortchanged in life mm-hmm. and who are exposed to incredible degrees of suffering, yeah. um, of which you have to be in touch with day mm-hmm. in and day out. Somehow, you say, it reinforces your faith or belief in a loving God, and the contrast <laughs> seems intellectually and perhaps emotionally for some, for some of us, unbridgeable. But, and yet, how does one strengthen the other and not um, bring about questioning or concern?
1: I think that a lot of the people who are short-changed do experience a great depth of joy, but not all of them.
0: No. So let, let's take... Those who don't. Yeah, who, who clearly, that the process of living has been a hard, painful struggle. The outcome of all of all of this is that the organism is devastated by the circumstances of life. Mm-hmm. The person dies painfully and... It's right there to the bitter end. How can that reinforce? No, I don't people? know that no. that no. does
1: reinforce. I no. suppose what reinforces it is the people who do experience some degree of personal transformation, yes. personal joy. I entered a convent wanting to... In a sense, wanting to be holier than anybody else, wanting yes. to get closer to God, I suppose, wanting to
0: touch yes.
1: grab hold of in, 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 in this England? country in this country yeah yes, sure, and I think that and then I failed it didn't work for me, I was mm. very unhappy. they threw me out. I think the great laughter for me is that here in an ordinary suburban city dealing with ordinary people, I see more goodness in ordinary people yes. i mean. I just came, earlier in the day, Adele's father, Adele was the girl who died, her father, who's a little man of 60 or thereabouts, came to pick up her bits and pieces and the death certificate. And he was a very small man, and I sat and talked to him for about 10 minutes, and he came in his best suit, and he was so grateful. And and I was trying to comfort him, and I said, Mm. you know, I think you've really been wonderful with her, Mm. you've supported her so well. And he said, well... I sat there and when she was horrible to me, I knew she didn't mean it, and so I just took it. And there's such mm. a selflessness.
0: Yes.
1: I mean, in a sense to me selflessness is one of the holiest yes. things. And I suppose what I what reinforces my faith in some way is the selflessness that can be elicited out of so many very ordinary people. Yes. And I find that a very holy thing.
0: Right. So there, there in your in your work, there's um, you know um, the accessibility in a way to uh, very very deep aspects of a human mm, being who yeah, can sure. respond quite selflessly, put aside mm. their self-interest yes, to yes. be there with with the person, to be
1: totally given. Yes, and I see so many people totally given. I mean. One of the nice things about being here is that you see people who are selfish yeah. bastards. There's mm. no two ways yes. about it. You know, yeah. when you see the scum <laughs> and everything. You yes. see you see people in the raw. But you also see so many people who are so lovely. Yeah. Right. And I just find that miraculous. Mm. I really do. I mean people talk about how wicked the world is. I think mm. the world is bloody marvellous and I yes. think people are lovely. Yes but that uh, that's not because i don't know that they're not not no, always lovely no, no. yeah you,
0: you know from chile as well is that here sure,
1: exactly course. yes yes i mean i believe much more in the sort of the Vanier concept of people being wounded yes um i mean we have another young man who actually you might enjoy meeting because he's mm. a, a man very much searching mm-hmm. um in your kind of way um but we've he's been in about three weeks now and he was labelled at the beginning as being unbelievably self centered, unbelievably self. He's only thirty three. Mm. And we have born with him and slowly he's starting to unfold right. and and I think it's because he's being loved, being mm. accepted, um, that right. the good things in him are starting to right. come out. Right. We're always trying to elicit the good things out of people that we're sure are buried there mm. somewhere, even though they're very buried very deep.
0: Right. So could could it be that in the response to people, that mm-hmm. that, and that the loving social environment which everybody generates, yeah, here, as much as a human humanly can, sure. That this, as you say, touches the places in people and it brings something very deep out out of them. Yes, yeah. I
1: think so. If there is time for it,
0: right. And but is it to keep? The with the theme of God a little bit important here. Yes. But is it, however, such that in the touching of good, we, as it were, expanded out from a deep human response to a kind of eternal state, and then we call, which is called God?
1: Sorry, I didn't quite understand your question.
0: That is it with religious life, I'll put it mm. another way,
1: mm-hmm.
0: in which communities endeavor to touch the deep loving Mm -hmm. response, which we might say comes out of the heart, human, comes Mm -hmm. deep out of the human heart, this deep Mm -hmm. well of of goodness in remarkable ways that it expresses. Mm -hmm. Isn't it possible that this deep love,
1: Mm -hmm. we,
0: as it were, take it and we give it a huge dimension in life, and we call it God?
1: Could be. I mean, maybe maybe the God language is providing a language for that which is. Right. Um, I mean, I mean, I suppose the Christian scriptures, the stuff which I've been brought up on, provide for me a language for that which I experience. Yes. I mean, yes, I think so. Um, but you see, the thing that I experience that the non-believer doesn't is somehow this personal sense of relationship with god um and i think some of us have that and some of us don't have it right um and
0: yes but with with that with the sense of god which is in a way if i dare say christian god Mm. hindu god or jewish god or muslim Mm. god this sense of personal relationship and therefore in a way, to personalising of God. Yes, In a way. yes, God is love. Yes, it yes, yes, yes. How vital is this God?
1: To me? Or to a to
0: life? To people?
1: <sighs> I don't think it's vital at all. No. Um, I mean, I don't think that Julia, who is next door, yes. has any sense of a personal God. Um, and she is just as loving, probably rather more loving. Than, than I am, probably rather more selfless as a, as a good young socialist than I am as an indulgent middle-aged lady. Um, but then I I suppose I would interpret that that God works in mysterious ways. I mean, it's a language, right. isn't it? Right,
0: right. So in a, in, a, in, in a way, the language which we use, the got language, yeah. both with people who are in the process of dying, yes. and the people that we associate with. Mm-hmm. That the, the, the connection through the language, in this case, the God language, perhaps isn't so vital.
1: I mean, I have seen people equally good, equally selfish, yes. whether they are professed believers or professed atheists.
0: Equally good or equally selfless, isn't it? Yes, 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 absolutely. Right. I mean, I right. spent a long time right. with a bunch
1: of Marxists, right. yes. and most of those were people who didn't have a faith. Yes. I don't bat an eyelid, and also I no. don't feel any deep need to convert those who have a lot of no. faith um i mean i in a sense, I think they're missing out on a certain dimension of joy which perhaps yes. might yes, um but yeah so
0: so so in other words, like Jesus said, I think something like you shall know them by their fruits something, yes something.
1: yes, yes exactly
0: so yeah. In a way your your Christianity is almost equally a non Christianity, isn't it?
1: Oh I mean I am much more comfortable with I'm fear centric rather than Christocentric. And so that means Do mm.
0: yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? What mean God centered rather than Christ centred? No.
1: In my in my worship. Yes. I worship the unseen, faceless God, the yeah. sort of language. I, I quote a lot from the Old Testament, mm. but I, I would get equally turned on by something from many of the different scriptures. I mean, yeah. the things that turn me on and make me want to lie flat on my face in the dark yeah. is talk about the faceless, unseen, transcendent God. Yes. Yeah. Um, and if somebody, no, I'm not going to say this. I'm going to say, if somebody discovered tomorrow yeah. that the Jesus thing wasn't true, mm. I would barely bat an eyelid. I think that's not quite as true as it was a little while ago because I've just spent a lot of time writing a new book um, in which I suppose I've been looking at the harrowing of hell and the whole question of the risen Christ and that has been very important Mm. very meaningful Mm. to me but the thing which gets me in my religious guts if you like is the sense of the unseen God and that is the God to whom, before whom I prostrate myself, wherever it is, and that's the deepest thing inside me.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So, in a, in a way, you, 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 in listening to you come, uh, in come close to sort of deeper mystical traditions oh, yes. of God.
1: Absolutely, in all the great religions.
0: Yes, rather than the that rather than the conventional. Oh yes. God the Father and God the Son, in that exclusive way, which sometimes yes. is yes. apparent in the church.
1: Yes. Oh, no, no. I mean, I remain within the Catholic Church and most of my friends are Catholics, but I belong, I suppose, to a relatively small group. Mm. I mean, I suppose I am turned on by the mystics, put it that way. I don't know whether I have mystical experience or not, and I'm not sure that's necessarily a a useful question, but all I know is that my experience of God is like that. That is what gives Mm. me a joy beyond all knowing.
0: So, in in, in a way, there's one's own sense, sensibilities and awarenesses there's the application and the skillfulness of the language which is appropriate not only to oneself but mm-hmm. equally appropriate to those who are dying mm-hmm. as, as, as well do people's do people change very much in terms of their views of death and after death as a result of such environments as the hospice care
1: Some people change a lot. Um, We've had a lady quite recently who came to us frightened, angry, believing that she was allergic to the painkillers, but in particular resentful Mm. of the institution. And she, over a period of about a month, did a total somersault. Um, And she lay there and she kept saying, I have never been so happy sounds crazy, but I have never been so happy. I have never known that such love exists. Yes. I am totally at peace. She actually came back to her religion, not in a very no. deep sort of way, but she was a lapsed Catholic. Yes. and No, she did creep back, and so she, no. But she was very remarkably at peace. Mm. And we see that from time to time, not mm. in everyone, but no. from enough to be very familiar with it. Yes,
0: right, so so something actually can take place in the environment here oh yes okay, which allow, allows allows for that
1: oh yes i mean i would say that that if, if people are here long enough i think it happens quite often i think when i think people are amazed at the love that they receive mm. um I think what we offer to people is a non-judgmentalism. It's accepting people where they are. So if they come with husband and mistress um, and delinquent children, Mm. we just don't bat an eyelid. Now, and I can express that kind of attitude in religious terms or not, Not. but it's to do with accepting people where they are. It's to do with loving them. In a sense, it's a professional loving. It's not a... It's not a lovey-dovey sort of loving, mm. but it's a professional loving, which is, you know, it's to do with saying that people are precious, mm. even when they are mad or smelly or bad.
0: Yes. So in 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 that there, there's anyway there's there's um, the support of God. There's yep. the support of of love and the social environment. Mm-hmm. And there's and there's. Possibly the uh, having to face and deal with the most difficult period of any moment, any person's life. Mm-hmm. So yes. An, an impending death. Yes. Like yes. In all, all of that, and all the faith that's required from you. Is there anything which um, makes it difficult, if not acutely difficult, for me? Mm.
1: Yes. Um, I don't spend as much time with the patients as I used to. Mm. When I began this work nine, ten years ago, Mm. I was the only doctor, I was very close to a lot of people, and they adored me, they thought I was wonderful. Mm. Now, I've been in it ten years, I have a number of different staff, Mm. I'm heavily engaged in lecturing, and I am conscious that I'm not as close to the people Mm. as I used to be, that I don't feel as much love for them. Mm. Um, there's a sense in which I distance myself a bit. Now I don't know whether that is a natural thing for somebody.
0: I can't help a... noticing the mess of paperwork in here. Yeah. I mean, how much does the role, in a way, distance you? I mean, how much time is yeah. spent seeing people like me and 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 yes. the other or the or the administrative side? Sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, I see. I mean, I think. If I'm really rational about it, I think that it's the role um, more than anything. I mean, I think in fact I run a lovely ship, mm. and I these people don't need me. I think what I'm experiencing is part of the pain of distancing oneself because one is uh, at, at the head of it.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and in a sense, the other people get a the a the, the work and b the the joy yes. of of having people love them. And I'm, and I'm sufficiently close to enough people to know that I can still do it and that I still love doing it. Mm. But sometimes I think that I have a, a, a bit of weariness mm. with it. And I sometimes wonder about what's, that.
0: What's, what's the, the, the it?
1: So, mm. Oh, weariness with, with, with very close, deep conversations. I there's see, there's right. no doubt that the kind of one-to-one conversation mm. that one does with these very demanding people yes is wonderful but draining yeah, and so sometimes if i'm tired i'll step back from it yes, mm. when i could engage i mean mm. uh, quite often i'm here until seven or eight in the evening yes, mm. now i could be going around getting close to people mm. it's not necessarily because other people are getting close mm. to them but i don't do it i stay and i do my paperwork so and so mm. i'm conscious
0: of a degree of distancing mm. so in, in, in a situation like this where where there's role, some degree of um, distancing, mm-hmm. and the hours, and so forth. What gives you renewal? I mean, what where, what way can renewal come to you? Because you said that you've just written a book, which could be considered an extension of paperwork in a certain oh, way. It was lovely. <laughs> I adored <laughs>
1: it. Um, obviously, holidays renew me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually terribly happy with what I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, I do a lot of lecturing. Although I get very weary of it, I think it's actually very important. Mm-hmm. I get a great deal of kick from if I've devised some new, very creative teaching material. Yes. I get a kick. From, I get a tremendous kick from the writing. I mean, who,
0: who are you sp- speaking and writing to? Who's
1: oh, it? I have two broad areas of um, of, uh, of lecturing, I suppose. Mm. One is the strictly medical thing, when I would be lecturing about the care of the dying. Mm. Um, both here and abroad, mainly on the emotional side, and I'm yes. good at that. Mm. I'm particularly good at that. And the other is that I actually preach quite a lot. I mean, mm. I
0: preach, means
1: preach, I talk in churches. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, in fact, I now have outstanding invitations to preach in a service in Bath Abbey, Westminster Abbey, St. Yes, Martins in yes. the Fields,
0: mm.
1: etc. So I am becoming more and more in demand as yes. a religious speaker. Mm. And I have again, I have a love-hate relationship with that because mm-hmm. I think that if one can reveal the face of God to people, that's got to be good. Yes. Um, right, right. But it also takes me a bit away from my yes. work here. Mm. But I do what I can, mm. so I'm, I'm I'm fairly peaceful about it. Mm. But <laughs> what was I can say? I mean, I'm actually a very simple sort of person in some ways. The things that give me pleasure are a lot to do with colour. Mm-hmm. And I love ordinary things like sewing and being in my house and playing houses and going shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm not all spiritual at all. No. Um, and I think part of my strength is that I'm spiritual and extremely earthy as well. Yes. I think um, that's got to be a good thing. Yeah, um,
0: definitely. definitely. Yeah, uh-huh. so, so just to come to a conc- conclusion mm-hmm. here, um, taken at the, the fullness of the day from from shopping mm, yeah. and home life and mm. this this area of, of life mm. how much um inspiration do you get out of out of the text about well, obviously i had to have the bible in mind here i mean how, how, how important is that to you
1: i think what is of enormous importance is just my relationship with god and it's very difficult i mean the 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 scriptural texts are all part of that Mm. but the actual central thing is to do with the love of god Mm. Um, and all i know is that very often i suppose one can experience god in very beautiful surroundings or listening to beautiful music and then you You think it's for real, but you're not really sure. I mean, the sunset will turn anybody on. Um, I went to London last Thursday. I can't remember when I went to lecture. And I sat in an empty tube train for half an hour going from A to B. And I had such a sense of the presence of God and an overwhelming sense of loving. I go through long periods of time where Mm. my sense of loving God and of being loved by God, the only words to use for it are that it's overwhelming. I mean, it isn't overwhelming mm. because I sat there in the tube train sure. and I went from A yeah. to B. But, but in a sense, if I have a sense of the love of God in the middle of the night when I'm crying, when mm. I haven't slept, and there are empty cereal bowls everywhere, or if I'm sitting on an empty tube drain or driving my car, in a sense when I'm stripped, I'm a great believer in meeting God in a stripped situation. Mm-hmm. And so I would pray by choice in an empty room mm. in the dark, or not in the yes. dark. But I think you understand well, what yes, I'm right, saying, right, don't yeah. you? Yeah.
0: There's another in spirit for those of the kingdom of God.
1: Yes, all something, all something. Yes, yes. Um I mean the yes. the wor- words like dazzling dark make mm. me want to lie on the floor and pray. Now, yes. what I sometimes I am scared that I kid myself because. Mm. I don't spend an hour praying every morning. I think if I was a proper person I would spend an hour praying every morning and an hour praying every night. But I don't. No. No. I mean, I would spend half an hour, twenty minutes, and that doesn't feel enough, and yet I can't cope with any more
0: no.
1: at the moment. I can cope with more when I'm on holiday, mm. and sometimes I worry about that, um, and sometimes I don't.
0: But, but this is prayer <laughs> in its... Um, Purest form. Verbalised.
1: No. no, 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 I don't pray with words, not a lot. No. No, no, no. This is prayer, um, this is sitting, opening myself up to God. It is, it's just sitting there being, really, with a candle or something. I pray, I pray with the odd word, but no, I don't, I haven't prayed with words for years and years and years. I've never really been desperately into that. But I think I'm more, I think I I was perhaps too proud of not praying with words. I mean, there is a certain spiritual pride that comes with, with wordless prayer. And so I think it's quite good for me to be able to pray with words also. Yes. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> Lovely. I think we, we have covered quite a lot of ground here. Yes. <laughs> Spiritual ground, really. Yes, yes, and, yes. a little bit of God as well. <laughs> yes, uh uh-huh. Very good. What, what I would um, like to do is uh, to, when um, I I'll, well, I'll transcribe and, and mm-hmm. ed- edit it yes. down, then I'll um, get it right um, back to you. Yes. And then, and then for you to read through. Mm-hmm. And what I would like is, if you keep my questions, mm-hmm. and if you want to expand on the on your reply mm-hmm. or edit it in any way, you yeah. can just write on the back of the page sure. or on another page yep. somewhere sure. else. Okay, Fine. so that, in in other words, the finished result is basically as you would like it. Yes.